You are listening to the Change Management Review Podcast, where we bring you the best tactics, strategies, and actionable insights for change through our powerful interviews with change management practitioners and leaders. And now here's your host, Teresa Moulton. Welcome to the Change Management Review Podcast. My name is Teresa Moulton, Editor-in-Chief, and I would like to introduce you to Julien Mirivel. Uh, he is an award-winning teacher, author, and professional speaker. Originally from Paris, France, he is among the founding scholars in the emerging field of positive communication. He's published in the most rigorous journals in the field of communication, is the author author of The Art of Positive Communication and How Communication Scholars Think and Act, and has delivered hundreds of keynotes, trainings, and workshops on effective communication. Mirivel is a TEDx speaker and founder of the Positive Communication Network, a community dedicated to creating better social worlds through positive communication. His new book is Positive Communication for Leaders, Proven Strategies for Inspiring Unity and Affecting Change. And that book was published July 7th, 2023. You can learn more about it at julianmiravel.com. What we're going to talk about today is um, increasing your people's loyalty and increasing your leadership game, basically by changing how you communicate. And we really want to focus in on the big ideas of uh, leadership communication, but by using positive uh, uh, ways to do that. So Julian, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to spend some time with you and your audience. Yes, we're very excited for this because in the organizational change space, um, I think there's so much uh, opportunity in, in for positive communication in terms of coach sponsors and uh, also crafting communications. And in addition, how do we actually shift cultures in a positive way? So I was very excited um, to speak with you about this topic. Well, uh, um, yeah, uh, glad to be with you. Thank you. Um, so what is positive communication, Julian? So for me, positive communication reflects, you know, any behavior, whether it's verbal or nonverbal, that stretches each of us toward what we could say are the great virtues, that stretch us towards compassion, courage, generosity, justice, um, and also leadership, right? It's like the best, mm. the best of who we are. But it also mm -hmm. behaviors that reflect a sense of confidence and that help to foster what we could describe as meaningful, high-quality relationships in the workplace. And that's going to accelerate, you know, the ability to create a great culture at work. Okay, that makes sense. So um, when you're using positive communication, um, what kind of high-quality relationships how would you how would you define high quality relationships as a leader as a leader? Yeah, so if you're you know when we think about it, when we when we wrote the book, we're really trying to help leaders create high quality relationships with really their colleagues, the people who report to them, the the, mm -hmm. the stakeholders that they have. 
So for us, high quality relationships are relationships that people have that are based on mutual trust, mm -hmm. that are uh, embedded with a greater sense of meaning, mm -hmm. right? And, and once you have trust and you have a meaningful connection, then people together are going to create something that's far superior, far more superior than if you just have a transactional relationship where you treat people as an mm. object or simply as a means to an end. And, right. Um, and really for us, great leadership, extraordinary leadership is about if you create these kinds of connections, these high quality connections with people, it's going to help you reach also extraordinary results in the company because people are going to be motivated. They're going to uh, they're going to align with your uh, with the goals, the values of the organization, and they're going to feel like they can be fully themselves and totally engaged in that endeavor. Yeah, that that's really important. And um, honestly, it's rare to see a change leader fu fully engage with um, the stakeholders that way. To me, I've seen nat natural leaders do that. I've seen coachable leaders become able to do that. But then there's this other category of leaders where it's just not a natural flow for them. So would your um, concepts on positive communication be teachable to, to leaders that way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we um, for me, communication is totally a learnable art. Okay. And I think of it that way and I teach it that way. So there are some of us who are more natural than others, you know, because, you know, you think about something as simple, for example, as initiating contact with someone. Mm -hmm. Seems easy, right? Saying hello, greeting, welcoming the space for connection. Some of us are just a little bit more naturally gifted in making that happen. Mm -hmm. And some of us are a little bit more shy or we lack a little bit of confidence. But at the end of the day, it's the behavior, right? There's some behaviors that people perform to, to move in that direction. So in the book, that's what we focus on is just behaviors that are learnable. And you may not have the feeling always, but once you start acting your way into positive communication, you're going to notice that you're going to change. And then your mm. relationships are going to change. But the first place to start is in who you are as a communicator. And that's where we begin. I see. And how do you teach this to somebody? So that's been my lifelong quest, you know, to try to do that. I've been a communication <laughs> professor my whole my whole career, my whole adult life. It's been my, right. my lifelong passion. So it's part of the reason why about 10 years ago, I developed a model, a practical model of positive communication mm -hmm. that emphasize what I would say are kind of the white belt moves that you oh. can use as a framework to inspire your own communication to develop. So let me list those behaviors. It's a little bit more right. complicated than, than what I'm going to describe, but we'll focus on in this way. So in the model, I argue that there are six essential behaviors and principles of positive communication. The first behavior is greet, greetings, because they help us create human connection. The second mm -hmm. behavior is asking, because that helps us discover what we do not know, the unknown. The third behavior is complimenting. And it's important because complimenting helps us to affect people, both who they are in the moment, but more importantly, who they become. The fourth behavior is disclosure, which is the idea of revealing yourself. And when you reveal yourself in a genuine and authentic way, 
what happens is you're able to deepen the relationships that you have with other people. Mm. The fifth behavior is encouraging and encouraging allows you to give, right? It's an act of giving. It gives you the ability to give people the support they need. We're going to talk about change management. So there's going to be change. And when change happens, people get scared. So how can we support mm -hmm. them during a difficult time? And then the last behavior is listening. And when we listen, we can transcend our perceived differences. So mm -hmm. what I developed really was to say, if you want to, if you want to develop your own communication, begin, start with these white belt moves of mm -hmm. greet, ask, compliment, disclose, encourage, and listen. And you're going to notice that that focus can get you all the way up, up to black belt performances. And I can talk more about that. But th that's where I began as a point of emphasis to train other people, but also myself to try to deepen my approach to communication. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because each one of those is something that I think people have heard about, but they may not understand the depth and the craft of what each of those um, behaviors mean. So for example, complimenting, you know, you've written that it's vital and difficult. Could you spend a moment just giving an example of that? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, first you kind of put us on the same page here. The reason why I focus on complimenting is because when we communicate, we have lots of choices that we can make, right? Mm -hmm. We can uh, we can be critical. We can mm -hmm. uh, point out people's weaknesses. We can focus on what's not going well, or mm -hmm. we can move in an opposite direction. We can begin to see the strength that other people have. We can look at, for example, say an organizational context and see, oh, this is what's going well. These are our strengths and this is what we can capitalize on. So complimenting for me is the most direct way we tell another person that we see strength in them and often we can identify them. So um, it's also, by the way, the first thing that disappears when relationships don't go well. Right? When we have conflict with people, we immediately start to not see what they're doing well. We start to see all their problems, their mistakes, their weaknesses, etc. So in leadership, we know some basic facts. And the facts are this. The more you criticize employee performance, the more you undermine that performance, meaning you make it worse. Mm. The more you focus on people's strength, the more you improve performance. So as a leader, then you have to make choices. How do I talk to people? How am I going to communicate? And what I'm trying to say in this model is learn in spite of the challenge, in spite of the difficulties, to communicate in a way that's going to bring about the strength that you see on other people. Make that your priority because if you can build your people up, if you can strengthen the people around you, you're going to overcome those challenges. They're going to be on your side. Right. Is that right. making sense? <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I'm processing as you're speaking about one of the coaching um, competencies around acknowledgement. And often, you know, we discuss the difference between an acknowledgement and a compliment. And, 
you know, an acknowledgement is something that lands for somebody and they can really feel it. And that's different than a compliment, which might not be delivered in a way that actually feels authentic. So that's correct. How, how do you help people um, understand that how to deliver a, an authentic compliment? You know, that's such a great question. And we, you know, I get asked that question. And when Alex and I do uh, presentations together, we often uh-huh. get that question. So for me, the, the question of authenticity is, is always a little bit complex. And I'm going to try to explain mm-hmm. why for a second. The first thing that we're really trying to say, and, and I'm trying to say in the model is, you know, we often have lots of positive thoughts. We may, mm-hmm. we may look, work with a colleague and we may think, man, they really did such a great job on this project. Or, man, this person gave their heart out to be able to complete this report. Or, what a great successful initiative. Whatever those thoughts are. And very often, leaders do not express those thoughts. Mm. They stay inside, right? Mm-hmm. And in the world of relationship, what you think or what you feel in the end does not matter. What matters right. is what you say. So mm-hmm. I the first thing I want people thinking about is do not let those thoughts come out. Uh, I'm sorry. Do not let the thoughts just be thoughts. They have to become an act of communication. I see. So in terms of answering your question for authenticity, um, you know, we don't want, we don't recommend people giving out compliments that are not meaningful. That's uh, right. That's not good. We don't. Um, you don't want to engage with people and treat them or through your act of communication as an object, right? I'm just going to deliver this compliment because then I'll feel better about my leadership approach or <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you a compliment so that you do what I want. Right. That's not the goal. The goal is to identify authentically what it is that you see in other people. First, for me, it's an act of seeing and then being able to make sure that you don't let it go, that you express it. The second layer, I hope this is going to make sense, but you know, sometimes when you learn to do something new, it doesn't feel right right away. In other words, it it doesn't feel authentic. It feels mechanical. It feels Mm -hmm. like it's different from who you are. And so I try to encourage people to remember that sometimes, especially early on, if this is new for you, just try to do it for a while. It may feel mechanical. But mm-hmm. it's soon enough going to become part of you and become more and more authentic. Um, mm-hmm. And so I hope that I hope that answers your question. Maybe you want to ask a follow up. I'm not sure. Yeah, I love that. I love the way that you say, you know, you really want to encourage people to see the person. Um, and then, you know, the thought of what the positive thought is to actually express that to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. And as you were speaking, what was going through my mind is, um, so what advice do you give leaders about how to do that against that old performance management uh, theory of you don't want to deliver too many compliments, Um, you know, because people will think then that they're going to be rewarded all the time and then they won't work as hard. Yeah, I think, you know, this is another misconception. So I think what when people is. ask that question or when they have that thought, they're worried that uh, people are not going to respond and they're not going to have, you know, they're going to start 
not giving themselves in such an effective way because they're just complimented all the time. Right? Yeah. Right. I don't, exactly you know, I honestly don't about. see it that way. I mean, I, I've measured, you know, this behavior in a number of organizations and I can promise you it's the one that is often at the bottom of the scale, meaning people may ask a lot of questions. They may even encourage, but complimenting for some reason is one that we we're so worried about doing it that we end up not doing it. Right. Okay. You know, we, we really, yeah, exactly. If we stop measuring how many times you actually give compliments, most leaders don't even come close to uh, a gray ratio. So to counterbalance this, what I will say is that positive communication is not about shying away from having difficult conversations, right? Just because ah. you compliment doesn't mean that you should not have another conversation where you give feedback where mm -hmm. you have a difficult conversation. You may even have, you know, in the world of human resources, you may have to discipline an employee, correct? Right. So those things to me are not contradictory. They're actually mutually beneficial. As a communicator, you need to be able to have all of those conversations effectively. Mm -hmm. But what complimenting does, and this is again, the research that we have today is, you know, if, if you have a hard conversation with someone but you've never had positive ones, people mm. are not going to respond well to that. Right. But if all along you're building people up and attentive and strengthening people, when the difficult conversation is present, you have a lot of goodwill. Mm -hmm. And so for me, making complimenting a priority in your leadership approach is also a way of safeguarding and being able to develop the people around you. It's not about avoiding the hard talks. So I would make that a priority in your communication. And I would also make your ability to have difficult conversations a priority, but I would keep a ratio in mind. You know, we know today that you want approximately a one to four ratio. For every one negative act, it's compensated by four positive acts. And when that ratio is there, the relationship is well balanced. That's an interesting ratio because... Um... The one that the traditional one that I've heard of is, um, you know, one negative message to two positive messages and you kind of sandwich them. Right. I call it the performance management sandwich. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so that's good to hear, you know, because it talks to um, using positive communication to really build the relationship, put some investment into it so that, you know, when you need to have the tougher conversation you do, you have that goodwill i love that yeah that's fantastic can i add i just want to add one thing too because i've had the pleasure last year i mean you know, i traveled all around the world i was in india i was in saudi arabia i was in costa rica and something nice. struck me as i was doing all these presentations on positive communication globally was that mm. it didn't matter where i went when I asked the question, tell me the story of a leader who truly inspired you. Mm -hmm. And I asked people to share those stories. A hundred percent of those stories involve leaders who told the people who shared the story something positive about them. They were sharing stories about being complimented. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter That's if nice. you spoke, you know, if you saw the native language in Uganda or if you spoke Arabic in Saudi Arabia. The stories of great leaders were always about people who saw the positive in those individuals and expressed it.
it's kind of a way of being as a leader is the way I think about it. Yeah, you know, that's that's beautiful. I love that a way of being as a leader because you you need to embody positivity really to use those six behaviors. It's, you know, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, and, you know, I think more about this. I mean, I've served in a number of leadership roles, but I also think about it as a faculty, right? So if I'm working with students, I always remember what I said earlier, which is when I criticize performance, I actually decrease performance. When I ah. compliment performance, I actually improve performance. That's if fantastic. You, if your bottom line is improving performance, which I assume if you're a leader, that's what you need and want, then you've got to remember that any critical act will actually diminish what you're trying to accomplish. Right. I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> really? I mean, this is just, this is such an uplifting discussion. I'm, I'm feeling better already. <laughs> oh, good. Me too. I'm so glad to share this moment with you. Yeah, me, me too. We're about out of time, um, Julian. So what would be, the one message you'd like to leave our listeners with? I mean, the one message I would have is give this model that I've developed these six behaviors a chance. Okay. You know, greet and move in the direction of other people. Ask okay. lots of questions so you can discover others. Compliment, find the strength in people. Don't be shy about disclosing your thoughts, your ideas, your stories. Use any opportunity you have to encourage others and try to listen a little bit more deeply. And I promise you, if you try any of these six behaviors, you're going to change yourself and you're going to immediately see an impact in your connection with other people. It's it's just uh, consequential that way. That's just how it works. That's awesome. So I would encourage everybody to check out um, the new book by Julian Miravel and Alexander Leon. Um, again, it's called Positive Communication for Leaders, Proven Strategies for Inspiring Unity and Effecting Change. And um, Julian, how can people get a hold of you if they want to continue the conversation? Well, I hope people can continue the conversation with me on LinkedIn. Okay. I'm very active there and I share lots of little stories uh, every week to try to encourage people to practice positive communication. And you can learn more at www.julianmarivelle.com, just like my full name. And I oh, look great. forward to being in touch with anyone who reaches out. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I really did enjoy this conversation. And I hey, think thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Change Management Review Podcast. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.